Welcome to the RCCF Podcast. I'm Phil Forrester, owner of Rock City Complete Fitness. Today begins the transition of the podcast into broader topics. In our first episodes, we used the CrossFit Open as a catalyst to this podcast and getting it started. And I'll give a big shout out and thanks to Nick Holder and Adam Dykus for pushing us into it and making sure uh, and, and getting us a jump start to it. But Joining me today is my beautiful and talented wife, Lori Forrester, co-owner and the true heart of RCCF. Oh, thank you, babe. <laughs> She's really the one that makes all this happen. She's the heartbeat of this place. And so uh, this is her opportunity to jump into the podcast. You excited? I, yeah, very excited. I'm actually more the mama bear. Mama I bear. Think is what I'm officially called that, around here. That's true. We do get called mama yeah. dad a lot. Gym mom, mom and dad. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. But before we jump into that, uh, we want to highlight our sponsor, Trailblazer Roasting Company. Uh, they're a ro- local roaster here in central Arkansas. And remember, for the month of March, go to trailblazerroasting.com and at the checkout, put in the code RCCF, and you'll get 10% off your entire order. So it's a great opportunity to get some great coffee. Which one do we like? We love blueberry cinnamon. Yep. We love the blueberry cinnamon. I had some this morning, as a matter of fact. So I saw the leftover at home. <laughs> I'll be having that later. That's right. Leftover coffee. Gotta love it. <laughs> All right. So today for the podcast, uh, we are going to attempt to answer the question we get quite often, which is, how did you guys come to own Rock City Complete Fitness? And... I'll tell you, we've we've struggled with where to start in this conversation. It could be a very long story. It is, but it but I think it speaks to the progression of thinking from where we started to where we are today, uh, and and kind of how far apart those things are. Because <laughs> you mean from way back, like meeting in a bar? Well, I don't know about that far back, but. Well, things were quite unhealthy back then to where we are today. So. For sure. Yeah. That's maybe. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was not one for fitness, but maybe, maybe that's where we start. So mm-hmm. Lori, you were always the fitness one. So speak a little bit about your, your fitness uh, commitment. Okay. So um, I was, well, my first experience with fitness and learning anything about weightlifting was just an elective class I took in college, weight training, you know, the one you take for the easy A, and learned a little bit, but then, then someone introduced me to the boy part of the gym. Back in the day, I only did aerobics, step aerobics to be clear, original. Well, someone introduced me to the weight room. Okay. And that is where I really learned the valuable, valuable lesson on building muscle and learning to weight train. Okay. So it was from that point, I, I started lifting on my own, trying to do my own thing and just read a lot. I, I just was really interested in it. Yeah. You always were. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember when we met, you were, I think there was one of the bouncers yeah. at the club. Tony. I worked at. Tony. Yeah. 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 It's like, Hey, I'm going to go work out with Tony. I'm like, really? Wait a minute. Yeah, if you didn't know, Phil was a DJ, and I was a DJ's girlfriend, so there were bouncers around, and they were big and muscular, and so I happened to run into one at my gym, and he said, come in here with me. Started showing you the ropes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he was probably hitting yeah. on you low, low nah, key. No, nah, no, he was so great. <laughs> so great. So that starts the journey. And I, I will confess, I was the opposite of that. I, I was not <laughs> in any way interested in fitness. Uh, f- working out was not really in my, um, in my vocabulary. I was around a bunch of people that liked it. Mark McCutcheon. Yeah. Uh, he, he had the bar, Fayetteville Barbell Club and, and those guys all worked out. And he tried to get me to go a couple times. I think I went once with a couple some of those guys. And I think they took great pride in making fun of just how weak I was at that time. <laughs> well, let's, let's remind everybody that you're 6'4". Right. And at the time, I think you weighed like 175. Probably, yeah. I was a stick, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Your butt was smaller than mine back then, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. So, so yes. So fitness was not on my radar, um, at the time. So, so as you know, our relationship developed and continued, um, how did you tolerate that? How did you tolerate work being with someone who just didn't care? I don't know. I, I, I mean, I wasn't as into fitness then as I am today because I mean, I'm five feet tall. So, I didn't want to gain weight. Right. That was my primary reason, I think, back then. Is, is It wasn't a health concern as much as it was. Well, I, didn't, I mean, yeah. five pounds is bigger pants. Yeah. And for me, weight was never a concern. No. I never even thought of the concept of dieting or feeling the need to monitor how much I weighed because that I was the skinny kid. And I mean, I was athletic. I could do athlete, athletic stuff. You know, we had a, played sand volleyball back then. We played basketball back then. I could play sports. But the idea of watching what I ate, I didn't care about, about anything that I ate. I never thought about that. So I think that's a very different mindset when you, I only looked at people who worked out or, or were fitness to either be really big muscular people, which I really didn't feel mm-hmm. compelled, or try to lose weight. Those were really kind of the extremes right. of it my... It wasn't a health no. concern. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. So, all that's, right. that was the beginning. Yep. And then... And I will confess, during that window of time, I was a smoker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is the one thing I, I really don't know how I tolerated. Yeah. I don't know. I must have. There I mean, must have been other things that outweighed. <laughs> <laughs> that was worth it, the trade-offs. Yeah. Well, yeah. you grew up around it. We all we I did. both did. My parents both smoked. Yeah, my growing dad. up, yep. and and I kind of thought that was a something I, I didn't want. I didn't want it. I didn't want you to smoke. But I think in my mind, I was just like, well, he'll quit someday. Yeah. Now I did. We, I did. remember we mm-hmm. bought furniture. So from that point, it was outside. <laughs> right. I moved him outside. Moved outside. <laughs> and then we had a lot of butts outside the door. Right. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. We, we grew out of that. Eventually. eventually. Took a while. But. It took a long while. It did. All right, so fast forward now. We are uh, married. You are approaching your 40th birthday, and there's a mm-hmm. tipping point. Two kids. Two kids, your 40th birthday, mm-hmm. and you decide to do what? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> so for my 40th birthday, I gave myself a gift. I hired a trainer um, to... Take me 12 weeks into a figure competition. Yeah. Get you on stage. Yep. I, I always had this little mini dream of doing that. I thought I could do it. And I knew I 
I had discipline enough to do it. I didn't know how. So um, found a girl who had done it and was training others and paid her up front and was like, get me there. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Yeah. Now, to set the stage for this, this is approaching Lori's 40th birthday. Mm -hmm. So it's a monumental birthday. Mm -hmm. I am in the process of trying to figure out what I'm going to do for her birthday. And she makes this declaration to me in the kitchen. <laughs> and it was in early April. It's like mid-April, late April. Your birthday's in May. Yep. And you said, just in case you're looking for something for me for my birthday, my 40th birthday, I just want you to know you've already bought it. <laughs> I've already paid for it. And this is what I'm doing. And she yeah. tells me she's always had this dream or, or thing uh, to be on stage in a figure competition. And that was the first time yeah. I knew that that was a dream of yours. I had never. You never said it out loud. Yeah, never said it out loud. And it wasn't like a lifetime dream. It was just something that I always thought, I wonder if I, wonder if I could do that. Because I worked out really hard. And... Um, I could see underneath somewhere there was some muscle, and I just couldn't quite put it all together. Yeah. Well, then you, and then you blamed me at some point. Oh, probably. Yeah. I mean, I remember the conversation where I, I guess I made some <laughs> offhand reference. Oh, to God. I tell this story quite a bit. So we're working out together. I took him to the gym with me, and we were doing a class, a group class, and it was, uh, if anybody's familiar with Les Mills classes, which I love, um, it was body attack, which was, you know, jumping around, plyometrics for a full hour. And he goes with me, and I'm just nonstop going, and he's, he bails out like probably a quarter of the way through. After class, he says, hey, God, you're in great shape. Why aren't you more cut? And when I tell that story, women go, he did not. <laughs> say that. And I'm like, oh, no, I get it. I understood it. Like, I wasn't offended because I'm like, right? I work out like a crazy person. And I said out loud, I think it's my nutrition. And he said, but you eat really healthy. And I said, I know, but something, something is off. Yeah. And yeah. that was the beginning. Yeah. That started the ball rolling yeah. in some way. I'm like, how could I work out this hard and not look the way I want to look? It's got to be something I'm missing, yeah. and it was. Yeah, yeah and, and I will say that that decision to do a figure competition was a fork in the road in our life journey, marriage journey, <laughs> partnership. You really didn't have a choice. No, there was no – I was along <laughs> for the ride whether I wanted yeah. to be or not. But I will tell you, I was concerned at mm. the time, and I've expressed this to you, mm -hmm. that – because, you know, my first question was, I didn't even know what a figure competition was. I mean, I literally said, I don't even know what that means. So you start pulling stuff up on the Internet to say, this is what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Shows me an example of a stage, shows me the people on stage, and I'm looking at that, and I'm looking at you. And in my head, there's an anxiety that starts that this will now have to be the normal. Right, forever. Forever, right, this thing. And so I was worried that... You know, for, my first reaction was congratulations. Yes, okay, wow, that I didn't know. But then, as it unfolded, and I started seeing the work you're putting in, the way you have to eat, the things you're doing or not doing, mm -hmm. it started me down a path, path of, is this really the way we want to live? Because you went through a lot of sacrifice for that. Yeah, it was a lot, especially the first time, because I just did what I was told. I really didn't learn 
a lot about the why and, and a lot about the science behind the food. And, you know, I just was like, okay, tell me what to eat. I was following a meal plan. No, now I realize it was, I was eating too little. I mean, I know a lot more now. Um, but, yeah, the concern was yeah. valid. Well, and yeah. that I, was that the Mother's Day? Was that mm-hmm. was it during yeah, that first? Yeah, that first one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. we went, we they took me out for Mother's Day brunch, and I took ground turkey and sweet potato, or I think it was butternut squash, actually, yeah. um, and broccoli yeah. in my container at my own Mother's Day brunch while they ate chicken and waffles. <laughs> yep. And the waiter saw you with your little container. <laughs> so sad. And he took it back to the back <laughs> and plated it and brought it back out yeah. to you. So, yeah. Yeah. But I can't even fathom that now, but Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so it was a lot of sacrifice, and I think um, you were afraid that it was going to go down an ugly yeah. road, and quite frankly, had I not been 40 years old, I probably would have. Yeah. Well, because it's no fun, and no. what you start to understand, mm-hmm. especially when I'm not in, involved or I'm not participating, mm-hmm. we were limiting what you could do, therefore what we could do. Right. right there were there was a span of time we didn't go out to eat you know we didn't go do st- the well, stuff we, we had normally done yeah I tried really hard to I took my food everywhere and I tried to make sure everybody else's that, life wasn't affected but it's still affected mm-hmm. because it's a it's you're you're seeing it as a burden a challenge mm-hmm. it's not as free and fun as it yeah was. I said I'm hungry about every other <laughs> right sentence but anyway. That yeah. that is what I did. Did the did the competition, did well, um, continued but, that. But I think that set in motion your understanding of what it took yes. to look a certain way, and then the process of trade offs to mm-hmm. ask the question: Is that really worth it? Right. Yeah, for sure. I I think that it it really showed me that. People who I was looking at in magazines at the time, not the internet, um, went through this really difficult time so that they could look good for that snapshot, just that one moment. And that's where the picture is, and that's what I was comparing myself to. And so instead of making me um, obsessive and crazy, I think I was more forgiving of myself. Yeah. So. Well, and it, and it causes you to have a trade-off that says, if I'm going to do this, I can't do this. Right. There, there's trade-offs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that has, because you went through it, you're able to process those trade-offs on almost everything now. Absolutely. Yeah. As Everything's a trade-off. Everything. It really is. There's uh-huh. no, it's not a right and wrong. It's not a good or bad. You know, we have these conversations with clients today that, mm-hmm. that are trying to get us to just tell me what to do. Right. You know, right? I can, I, but I, you gotta, you know, you gotta really, really want it, and it has to be more than just "well, I just want to look good." Yeah. So, so all this builds to a foundation, and during those that time of exercise and fitness, you discovered CrossFit. Yeah. So um, I think I was, well, I like was that first that first show the the uh, gym that I was working out in had CrossFit in the back, and I had only seen the crazy people working out in the back, throwing barbells around and looking like they were dying. So I didn't even go back there. I was scared. And so the owner of the gym said, um, hey, I'll sponsor you. I'll pay for your entry into the 
um, competition, but here's my, here's my rule. You got to do at least one CrossFit class. So I'm like, all right. So we go back and do a CrossFit class. My first wad ever fight gone bad. Hmm. I fell in love. I was like, holy crap. I'm never getting on another treadmill ever. I will never separate cardio and weight training again. So that was the beginning. Yeah. You found a way to marry the two things you love doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You know you needed cardio, but you Mm -hmm. love the weightlifting. So if we can just, you know, it's the Reese's. Oh, it was. Chocolate and peanut butter. Let's make it happen. One hour of work. And um, I think three months later, I had my L1. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You didn't mess around. No. You were in. No. No. I. I, What year was this? This was. 2011. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. It was 2011, and CrossFit then was not what it is today. I got my first kipping pull-up at my level one, and it took me three years to get, a, a, like, a strict pull-up. Yeah. So now we don't even let people kip so, yeah. until they can do some strict. But back then they were like, oh, man, yeah, just hop up on that bar and your body. Oh. And I was a gymnast, so my body, I, I kind of have some good awareness. So they're like, do this movement. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Fell in love. Fell in love. That was great. Now, then you were so in love that you were coming home. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) And you're like, Phil, let's go do this thing called CrossFit. Mm -hmm. And then she describes CrossFit to me. And in summary, what I heard, probably not exactly what she said, but what I heard is it was competitive exercise. Hmm. It was essentially exercising, but with a clock and a score and against other people, and I, when I heard those phrases, none of that sounded attractive to me at all, mostly because two things. One, I knew I wasn't in very good shape, mm-hmm. and I knew the people around her were in good shape, so the last thing I wanted to be was, was be compared to them or scored against them or judged against them. And, and then the, the other is I am hyper-competitive. I, I am not, I am not a very gracious loser, probably not a very gracious winner either. Um, I, I'm very competitive and I know that about myself. So I intentionally avoid competitive situations <laughs> that puts me at risk of becoming a person I don't like very much. Um, and so the idea that all your new friends and all these new people that I would put myself in a situation and make an ass out of myself, I'm like, you know what? Doesn't sound like a good plan. I'm out. No, thank you. And you tried to your credit a few times and I was, I got kind of obstinate about it. Yeah, it was honest. some fights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I knew he would enjoy it once he got past that part of it because of the gaming yeah. Of it. Because well, he's a gamer. He likes he likes strategizing and yeah. yeah. I knew well, you would enjoy it. Yeah, I, I listen, mm-hmm. in hindsight, I get it. I mm-hmm. think the insecurities mm-hmm. of being feeling like I was gonna be judged and the risk associated to embarrassing you or embarrassing myself um, really just caused me to overreact in a negative way and put my heels in and say, I'm not doing it. And so much so <clears throat> that you were going to a CrossFit competition that I didn't want to go to or mm. wouldn't go watch you do because I didn't want to be around it. Because when I'm around it, people were like, hey, get in the gym. Hey, come when on in. When are we going to see you when there? When are we going to yeah. see you there? And I'm like, I'm out. And I'm sure people listening can relate to that. If you've ever been around a CrossFitter, they're bound to invite you to come work out with them. So I get it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're... 
It's yeah. worse, worse than church. Like, come, come go with me. Yeah, it was, it was bad. I, and, I, and I acknowledge now in hindsight and looking back that, that it was just a fear. You know, it was, it was just afraid of being in an environment where I was, you know, my weaknesses will be, will be shown. And, um, so but it makes you better now it because does. you recognize that. Well, and I can fully appreciate what other people go through when they're faced with that opportunity to improve themselves, but it's always with a risk. It re- requires some level of vulnerability because by definition, for you to get fit, you're going to have to change something, whether it's, you know, the <laughs> patterns of eating or the fitness or the way you prioritize your life and the choices you're making it will be hard because what you do today is easy, right? And, and I think that, that perspective in our current world, I'll never forget that guy who was just fighting it tooth and nail, scared to death because mm-hmm. I just, I didn't want, I didn't want to be, um, I just didn't want to be vulnerable that way. Mm-hmm. But planets aligned, right? Yes. So the planets aligned, and CrossFit Etowah, shout out CrossFit Etowah, mm-hmm. opened up with Jeff Strive Rice. Strive now. Yeah, mm-hmm. Strive. Strive uh, Health and Fitness now in, in mm-hmm. Canton and Woodstock, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, opened up brand new. And so it was new people yeah. with a coach you trusted in Jeff Rice. Yes. And the planets aligned, mm-hmm. and you talked me into going. Yeah, I, I set him up with uh, Jeff, and I had nothing to do with it. It was not where I worked. It was at their new location. And um, Jeff was amazing, worked with Phil, made him feel like a rock star every time he picked up 45 pounds. (laughs) And uh, it went from there. Jeff Rice is a great cheerleader, for sure. Mm -hmm. Makes you feel like a big, strong man. You did good. Mm -hmm. Big big Phil. Amazing. Big Phil. Yeah. So he he drank a little bit of that Kool-Aid. Yep. Got the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. And, And Ran into some people, got to know some of the new people. Everybody was new, so everybody's getting to know each other, mm-hmm. and uh, and st- and started going to CrossFit and and just and it wasn't right out of the gate. I think I went a month mm-hmm. or two, and then I quit for a month or so, yeah. and then because I traveled a lot at the time, mm-hmm. so it was kind of a hit and miss to be able to get to class. And we're and there's a big gap in our story here. Um, that is a, a whole other story that we'll go into later, but there's like a health concern and then he he uh kept doing kept working out making himself healthier and we really were able to work through that through crossfit so yeah um i think we should tell that someday another, we'll tell yeah. the, heart, the heart surgery story <laughs> that's a big right? one that is a big one but i think but this yeah. but but getting into crossfit was as much about finding the right environment and connecting with the right people because the mm-hmm. the Probably the biggest reason I started coming back was you came home and told me, hey, there was a guy there named Russell. You should, <laughs> I think you'd like him and y'all could work out together. Mm-hmm. And, and he had just started and I just started and I found my workout buddy. Mm-hmm. You know, we, I started showing up and Russell started showing up and we started, you know, wanting to see each other and be there. And it just speaks to the value of community. Mm-hmm. That, that is such a critical component component to keeping and maintaining the momentum of, of that new behavior. Absolutely. So we were regulars. Yeah. So from there, because they were new mm-hmm. and we were new, mm-hmm. now you'd come work out and started coaching there. Yep. I, I finally was, was allowed to come coach there, and I thought Phil could handle it. Well, initially. Well, yeah. Uh, okay. 
People didn't know we were married for a while. Yeah, there, we there was about a year, literally a year mm-hmm. where I couldn't work out in the same room with Lori because mm-hmm. she would look at what she could just watch me work out and I could hear, I could feel the judgment. But whether it, it was, I understand, but in my head, you were judging my effort, you were judging how much weight I had, you were judging my form, and well, yeah. I, I just I couldn't even look at you. You had to be across the room. But but, it, but he showed up. But I kept showing mm-hmm. up, right? I did. So. We spent, I mean, every day we would go work yeah. out. All this time we had this amazing community we, we were very we close did. to. Well, then. Well, and, and we, we, we built it with them, yeah, right? We, they were new. and They were new. We were new. We were building it all together. And we really kind of got a chance to see what it was, took to build a community. And we got to help out. So during this time, our daughters were getting older, middle school, and then high school and gosh our oldest even did a a crossfit competition for her senior project and so everybody knew our family and we you know we got really tight with this group well katie my oldest wanted to go off to college but not somewhere scary and far away so she decides what does she decide phil she decided to apply to the university of arkansas and she didn't even tell me she just did it and then got accepted and tells me she gets accepted. Like, and I said, congratulations, but we're not going to pay out, pay out of state <laughs> tuition. So then she researches and finds a, a grant. And down the road, we end up getting close enough to in-state tuition that it became real. So our wheels got to turn in. Our families are here. And um, my parents, my sister, his dad. And, uh, you know, everyone's getting older. And we're like, gosh, maybe we want to move back. And, um the second daughter, we convinced her after sending her to stay with Katie for, for the weekend. weekend, you know, take care of your yeah. sister, yeah, <laughs> make Cam- it fun. Cameron okay. was pretty adamant. I'm not yeah. going to Fayetteville. I want to go do this. And we sent her out to mm-hmm. Fayetteville for a weekend. And, and she comes back and goes, I'm going to Fayetteville. Yeah, so, and we knew that would happen. So <laughs> right. we um, start making plans. So yeah. Katie graduates. We had two more years before Cameron graduates. So we start. Getting our ducks in a row. Yep. Selling stuff, getting getting ourselves set. And we had a big plan. Big plan. We were going to go. Um, we were just going to sell everything, um, move back to Arkansas with no plan. Phil's job was remote. Remote. Yep. And he could we could live anywhere. But we're like, hey, let's go to Hot Springs. We'll stay in his dad's lake house for a year or so and just kind of figure out what we want yeah we're gonna have this the the gap year they call it right <laughs> the gap year for our the, we're, yeah we, we, we we've coined the phrase the act three the third act of life it's which is mm-hmm. kind of what are we going to do with the rest of it let's take a year and figure it out yeah so we got a hot springs and um what well, we were there maybe uh, it's like six weeks so yeah. july to mid-august yeah so my sister calls me and she'd been doing CrossFit because, of course, I had already badgered her into starting CrossFit as well. And uh, she calls me and says, um, Lori, the gym I'm, I'm working out at, which I have visited when I come to town, um, he's thinking about selling. And don't you and Phil think you would, might want to buy it? Like, would you be interested? And I practically hung up on her. No. Yeah, no. I had been in this world, and I saw how difficult it was, and it's a lot. And I said, no, thanks. Yeah. I think you even mentioned to me, like, hey, 
Jamie said something about this gym that this is for sale. I'm not buying just, a gym. Yeah, it was comical, right? Yeah, no. There was there was never a plan to buy a gym. No. We enjoyed our community. We loved CrossFit. We hated leaving it. Had a wonderful uh, experience. We hoped we could find something similar. But when we left, in fact, when we were in Hot Springs, we ended up going to Planet Fitness for a while. We just did. to do something different and mm-hmm. keep trying to work out. So... Never the plan. No. So, no was the answer. And then I just, I don't know, it got in my head, man. I was just like, well, maybe. Well, part of it was I'm working and you basically. I was bored. You're bored. Nothing to do. three or four weeks of laying out, I was like, wait, it's going to get cold. What am I going to do? And uh, I realize I, I, I don't think that can be my life. I got to do something else. And um, so when that little seed was planted, uh, I, I kind of looked at Phil, and he, he looked at me and said, I think, I think you're considering this. And I'm like, well, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. And so it just got us. It started the ball rolling. Yeah. Yep. So you came, talked to Scott Newman, who owned Rock City CrossFit at the time. Yes, great guy. Great guy. and Just, just ready to get out. Yep, want to be done, uh-huh. which and, I can relate to. Oh, gosh, <laughs> yes. So um, he's like, yeah, let's, let's talk. We uh, talked to the guy who owns the building. We're like, man, that guy's nice. What a great guy. I think everything's kind of... Uh, love the building, yeah, love the space. Man. We're like, oh, so we get in the car after our meeting with our landlord future landlord get in the car high five each other literally I'm like we're gonna buy a gym oh my god let's do it and i'll let phil take it from yeah. there so we're driving back from that meeting <laughs> where we essentially decided we're gonna do this we can do this we're gonna do this and uh, i get a phone call on my cell on the way home and i get fired from the job that i had and that i was counting on financing or helping fund cash flow this new business that I was committing to. So yeah, 17 years there, after by the way. 17 mm-hmm. years with the business, I was fired. I was I got laid off. So <laughs> there was not a positive reaction initially. Um, we <laughs> it was it was quite emotional at the time. Yeah, we get back to the lake house. Yep. Uh, I pull out a pint of ice cream and eat it. Yep. I think I smoked a pack of cigarettes uh-huh. and half a bottle of scotch. <laughs> and I'm pacing around cussing. And 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 then uh, the next day, we talk about it. I said, well, I guess we're not going to do this. And we, we thought about it. And you know what? Every reason to do it still existed. Mm-hmm. And it literally was just trying to determine, was there a way financially to go through it we'd sold the house so our, our financial position was 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 decent um, i had an idea of the next gig or job that i was pretty confident we could pull off so we decided to keep going down that path and mm-hmm. so simultaneously we kept going forward with purchasing the gym with now even though i had gotten laid off and then negotiated with a new new company NRG media who i'm with today that had an opportunity, um, and so we kind of parallel pathed it. I got a new job, and we bought a gym. We bought <laughs> on, a gym on September tenth of twenty seventeen. Yep, we um, yeah September tenth we signed the papers. 
September 11th was the first workout that programmed, we yeah. programmed, and it was the tribute wide, the 9-11 tribute wide. I was the only person with a level one. Right. You had to coach all the classes. I coached all of the classes with zero people in them. No, a few people in them. Yeah. And now, when we bought the gym, there yeah. was, we thought there was about 30 members, and then we got into it and... There's like had, 16. There's about 16, <laughs> 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 which is okay. I mean, we had we had 16 original members, um, and so we just, you know, met with them, uh, Paul Rivera and, and the team, and just, you know, told them, here's what we want to do, here's our vision, and they hung with us, and, uh, and we're really mm-hmm. grateful for how those folks yeah. committed, and we started growing. Yep, we just started putting, you know, social media out, and yep. it was... It's a grind. Yeah, slowly but surely. We mm-hmm. just kept adding people and adding stuff. And and the question we kept, we've been asked is, well, why? Why did you buy the gym? And as we were preparing for this conversation, we asked ourselves this, why did we do this? And the best answer we could come, was two answers that we came up with. The first one is because we thought we'd be good at it. Mm-hmm. And based on the community and the, and the experiences that we'd had and things we'd learned. We thought, you know what? I think we'd be good at this. Mm-hmm. But what was the second one? The second, well, there, I can think of okay. another one. What else are we going to do with our <laughs> what else social we do with our, life? Very true. What else are we going to do? We don't really, you know, we didn't horseback ride. We didn't, I didn't play golf. You know, like, there's only so much you could do. We got to have something to do. True. And the other one was, we need a community, so let's build one. Right. We want. We miss our old community. What if we build our own community, <laughs> and then we can have fun with our community? Yeah. We're like, we need some people, some friends, right. some people to work out with, and we know what we like. And maybe they'll like it, too. And it, yeah. And, and we'll if, attract people that kind of yeah. like the same stuff we do. We have the same values, and right. it was, yeah. So. There you go. So if we want a community, we can't find one, let's just build one. Yeah. So we, and a lot of things that we've done here has been just that. It's been go with the gut. Right. What has been something that we were missing in our lives? Let's, let's make that happen. Yeah. And, and that's really the foundation of all of our decisions is it's through the lens of understanding what it takes. I, at least my lens, I look at it through the barriers. I think about what kept me out of the gym, what I was afraid of, you know, what I struggled with. And I try to emphasize how do I remove that for somebody else? I mean, cause what's revealed itself and we didn't go into this really knowing this, we just did it. But what's revealed itself is our mission. The things that we, the thing that we're passionate about is trying to get more people off the couch mm-hmm. and into a health and fitness journey, whatever yeah. that looks like, just off the couch into a health and fitness journey. That's a major motivator for us. That's, that's thing one, mm-hmm. what gets them to talk to us, to have a conversation. And then thing two is what keeps them there. Yeah. What keeps them on the path. And I think with us, um, also something that I think that's very important is it wasn't all about CrossFit. Right. It wasn't like, CrossFit is the most important thing. It was doing something you enjoy. Right. That is, that's what the, that's really the magic of CrossFit or the CrossFit 
methodology, the CrossFit style of working out, whether it's in boot camp or it's community and it's fun and it's measurable and it's variety. Yeah, variety. We're not getting bored. You're doing it with friends. So, and it's consistency. And no matter what you do, you need to enjoy it. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the message that we always try to drive is we're not saying you have to do CrossFit we're always, or work out here. We just say you got to work out somewhere mm-hmm. and you have to do it consistently. And then as we evolved our message, you brought in the need for nutrition. And I think that mm-hmm. was an, a next level step for us that we really didn't do as much in our old community, mm-hmm. but you were really motivated to try to drive that into our new community. Well, and that's sort of why we started the conversation with what I went through with my, you know, my diet and everything was because I knew that what people ultimately want is results. They want to look the way they want to want to look. They want to put in work, but they want to see results from that work. And I know for a fact you cannot outrun your fork. Right. You cannot eat like crap and still look the way you think you should look based on how hard you work in the gym. Yeah. So the first month we were open, I knew. I started on the path looking for some kind of nutrition program that we could work with people. How do we we systemize it? How do we, you know, how do we run it? And um, I knew it had to be an ingredient. Yeah. Well, and that so. was and that was the beauty of again timing. Mm-hmm. One of the things you'll hear Lori and I say a lot is we believe things happen for a reason. I mean, we have opportunities of hindsight. You can see the patterns of behaviors and the things that occur. And coming across Healthy Steps Nutrition was a big part of our awareness of needing help because I think you initially thought it was all on you. Yeah, like was, you're gonna have to come up with everything mm-hmm. and figure it all out and and finding a really good partner. And Healthy Steps Nutrition mm-hmm. and giving us the foundation for that has been real key. Yeah, Healthy Steps Nutrition is um, started by Nicole Acoin. She is a registered dietitian. She lives in Florida. And she started her journey with nutrition, um, came out of school, worked for a hospital, and honestly didn't enjoy her work working in a hospital. She felt like she could get reach more people being proactive and preventing disease instead of just treating it. So she started her own nutrition coaching business and then added CrossFit onto that. So she starts with nutrition and then adds CrossFit onto that, which was so intriguing to me. Um, And we've partnered with them. They, They help a lot of gyms. And we just found a way. Yeah to they helped us tremendously with my um lack of <laughs> organization well, so it gives structure right yeah something so consistent mm-hmm. much like much like crossfit gives you a workout every day yeah healthy steps has helped mm-hmm. us uh, give you the tools to you know coach and, and give yeah. assignments and so we have coaches but then she is our rd that we can go to with any kind of medical yep. questions yep. Mm-hmm. so i, I you know that when when you look at the evolution of Rock City started out as Rock City CrossFit we then because of the revelations that you just talked about and because of our awareness of broadening the the potential one of the things we ran into was arguing with people or debating with people about CrossFit because of some anxiety or fear or perceptions of what it might be 
it can it is a little intense there's it's intentional because it's gamification it's intended to be a little more a little higher level of intensity mm -hmm. so there's people that don't like that mm -hmm. so what do we do do we try to convince them to do it anyway or do we do something different and that's where the boot camp was mm -hmm. revealed yeah we wanted to give people another option um, to show that they could work with intensity but not maybe not to the level of someone that's throwing barbells over their head. Well, and that's mm -hmm. not a requirement. No. Right. I think I think the it's okay to say working out is good. Mm -hmm. How you work out is mm -hmm. up to the individual. But the the but providing a means for people to work out at enough with enough intensity so there's a result, mm -hmm. right? But not scare them, mm -hmm. that's okay too. Mm -hmm. And that was the transformation of us going from Rock City CrossFit into Rock City Complete Fitness. Because the name itself needed to describe our vision, which is, it's a, it's a holistic approach. Mm -hmm. We look across you know, the nutrition side, the you know, personal training side, mm -hmm. the, all of the things, the buttons that you can push and the levers to get an individual off the couch and then maintain their engagement for as long as we possibly can till they get to the results they want. Mm -hmm. I think adding on another option for people was was huge. Um, and if anything, it was just like, <laughs> we love CrossFit. CrossFit HQ is wonderful, and we, we love it, but just taking the word out was made us more approachable. Right, right. And, and again... Mm -hmm. It wasn't, it's not a good or bad. No. It's just a way, it's not one's better than the other. It's literally just having an opportunity to remove a barrier. If that, our, our whole mission has been, how do we remove the barriers? If the barrier is CrossFit, let's remove it. <laughs> if the barrier is food, then let's address it. Mm -hmm. if, the, if the barrier is timing, then let's offer personal training. Whatever people will throw, if it's financial, then let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever that barrier is, our job, our, we, we have committed to, what can we do to remove the barrier? And as we found... Sometimes they're, we can't remove it. Right. True. But <laughs> we're going to do everything we can to our power. You know, what, what you discover is what people will say is the barrier isn't necessarily mm -hmm. the barrier, but that's our job, right? Yeah. Just to figure that out and to try to try to negotiate through those, those challenges and help people become their best self because it takes a while. And what, where they think they need in the beginning isn't what reveals itself of what they actually need. Right. As this unfolds, we have so many people that come in here, I want to lose weight when they in reality, it wasn't really about weight. They needed a community. They needed something to something they could stay consistent, stay consistent mm -hmm. with and, and see the long term results over time. Weight loss is simply a byproduct of changing the way that you're living. Yeah. And I think that's such a huge thing to remember is that when you change your behaviors, when you change what you do, then you change your weight right. or you change the way you think about your weight. Right. Like the best thing people say is, I don't even think about weight loss anymore. I'm just stronger. Right. <laughs> or I feel better. Yeah. Right. I think, I think we've, we've tried as we, as people come in, that's typically the loss. That's the leading question. Yeah, weight loss, weight, weight loss, loss, weight loss, this weight loss, that weight loss, this. And when, what we try to do is guide the conversation that says, what if we flip this to say, I want to feel better. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I want to look. I want to look better. I want to feel better. Okay, so what is necessary for that to occur? And a byproduct of new behaviors, new engagements, new thinking, new prioritizations, the outcome is weight loss. It's not necessarily the objective. Right. You'll feel better, but a byproduct of that is you lose weight, but you also gain muscle and you eat healthier and you have less inflammation. And there's, there's just an, a, a, a bunch of things that happen that cause you to now feel better. But, and you're hanging out with different people. And you're people hanging out with different people. Who are also doing healthy also, things. Yeah. And that's a whole other conversation. Yep. Too. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. save that one for the future. Mm-hmm. So, so, that, so that takes us to where we are today. And over the last five years, we've continued to grow. We started in one small, small, 5,000 square foot area <laughs> of warehouse and one bathroom. And over the last five years, we've taken over the entire building. Um, and offered uh, a whole nother system. We have simultaneous classes that run every day, boot camp and CrossFit. It's going at the same time. Mm-hmm. A personal training room. We have a personal training room. Yep. We have personal training classes. We have a physical therapist who works out of here, Chris yep. Ransom. He's great. Yep. Pain-free performance. Keeps Shout out people to people working. He's mm-hmm. done great great things for our community. Um, we, have, we train a girls volleyball team in here. I mean, there's oh, just... Yeah. There's a lot of things that happen that just are driving fitness. And our latest venture is uh, Clean Eats Kitchen. We're now offering up uh, meals and frozen meals. They're frozen, macro-friendly, pre-made meals, grab and go. Yeah, grab and go. We just started that. So we sold (laughs) out (laughs) 110 meals in in about four days. Yeah, fabulous. And and it solves a problem. And and I think at the end of the day, that's the goal. The goal is how do we facilitate the removal of barriers so that more people can stay on the path and get to their desired results? And if that's the role we play, it's fun. It's, yep. it's a puzzle. I don't like cooking. Here you go. Right, right. Some like it, some yep. don't. Mm-hmm. So that's our goal. So that really is the story of how Rock City came to be. Uh, I will say again, it was never our vision to own a gym but now five years later Lori and I will say to each other we can't even imagine doing anything else nope I don't know what we would be doing yeah literally have no idea what we do no I just I can't even imagine yeah. so yeah we're, I think I think this was this is definitely where we're supposed to be this is what God intended for us to do yep. otherwise everything wouldn't have fallen into place the way it did and um and we were right. We're pretty good at oh, it. Yeah, we're yeah. pretty good at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little fist bump. We have there. our moments. But yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, guys, I hope this was helpful to understand where this all came from. Uh, thanks a lot for for the support to all our members, both past and current. We so much appreciate how you guys uh, support us and support this community, and we're very grateful. So, on behalf of my lovely, beautiful wife Lori Forrester, I'm Phil Forrester. <laughs> owners of Rock City Complete Fitness, and thank you for listening to the RCCF podcast.